Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Today is October 2nd, 2015, and we've got AC training class number nine. So how has life been as far as yeah. Well, that dog got officially adopted that I told you about. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> that is exciting. Um, nice. It is. Yeah. It is. And then I did a couple more sessions with someone, and they were pretty good. And then some of the things that came up in it, she's going to test out to see if um, you know, what I came up with is actually accurate or not. And um, that was it. I, I spent a lot of time at PAWS working with the animals and stuff, like on behavior um, things and seeing them starting to calm down. There's a couple of cats that are really aggressive there, so working with them. Very good. And, yeah, so, and let's see what else. Oh, and then I got your email about, you know, all those dates that you put up. Is that since I'm so close to the end, can I get in on them? I think there's one right after my 10th class on the um, 11th. Dates. Remind me what you're talking about. Oh, um, you mean like I think, class offerings? Yeah, I, yeah oh. I think on the 11th you're going to have something or two weeks worth of I don't remember now. There were like two or three okay. different things that you posted. Let me think. Uh, let me take a look at the 11th. That'll draw. Yes, okay. The 11th okay. you certainly can join, yes. Okay. Um, so that's just something separate that I offer to, you know, the people who have taken the AC uh-huh. class before. So you can jump in on okay. that if you'd like. That's a live call. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, let me see. I've got an energy, sensing energy class that I've yet to put no. information on. I'm going to have that out, information out this weekend, okay. and I'll formally announce that via newsletter. So you're certainly, okay. you know, that's... And then something was Facebook for, was it two, day, two weeks yeah. or something? Or? Yep. So that started yesterday. You're certainly welcome to oh. get on that if you want to as well. It's okay. Facebook practice, working with reptiles. I post three questions along with a short right. video from YouTube, and you tune into the animal, and you put down your answer, and then two days later, I put down my response. Two oh, days okay, gives you good. enough time to, if you're a little bit behind, to catch up. Okay, okay. So, yes, oh, good. Okay, yeah, that'll be fun. Okay. And then, um, and I guess this is along the same lines. If I was to do some, and I put it out there, I'm doing a healing circle, so she's putting it out to all the other students that are going to attend that um, I'm going to be doing free mini sessions just Good. to get my practice in. So um, is that something that you've done with students? Say I, I do it, and then before I report back to them, we do a mini session or something and whatever your charge is mm, to sure review what I've done. Is, have you ever done anything like that? Um, like myself, you mean? Yeah, either yourself or bring it, you know, like, the way you're setting up your practice things. So, for instance, um, before I bring my answers back to um, the owner or the human, <laughs> um, oh, I, I would see. come to you first to kind of check me. Check. I see. Yeah. No, I've never done that. I've not had any students do that. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, okay. You know, Andy, I would say it's really not necessary because all of this is a learning curve for you, okay. and it would be for any <laughs> other student. And, you know, those people going in, they, they're wanting the work from you. I mean, that's what you offered. So, And, you know, right. if you're putting it out as just practice or you're doing a low $5 for, you know, a 20-minute yeah. session, 
and you let them know I'm a beginner. Then yeah. you know that kind of you're being very honest. Yeah, yeah, they and they know that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, guess, I yeah, that's, that's true. They'd be giving me the answers if I was right or wrong or whatever. Right, I and you can tell them yeah. in advance, you know. Um, here's, have I ever given you my spiel as far as what I tell new, new owners? When I get on a call with a client, and you might want to use no. this yourself, uh, I will ask them, have you ever had a communication session before? If they tell me no, then I go into my brief spiel. This is basically memorized at this point, but it consists of, all right, so when I'm communicating with your animal, owner, your animal is very aware of the conversation I'm having. Just like I'm speaking with you out loud right now, they are very conscious of the words that I'm saying. So in other words, I am not just reading your animal's energy field. That's an intuitive skill in and of itself, and it certainly is a valuable one. However, I'm actually engaging in conversation with your animal in a level that they can hear me, which is great because it allows you, me, and them to pose questions to one another, and we can certainly, you know, I can relay the answers that I'm hearing out loud to your pet, which also allows you, owner, to ask follow-up questions of your animal. And, owner, if there's something that comes through that doesn't make sense or isn't clear for you, no worries, just let me know, and I'll go back to your animal in order to ask for clarification. I find that animals like to be understood just as much as we want to understand them. So it's, it's very much a two-way street. Do you have any questions? That's what okay. I say to them. Okay. Oh, that's great. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you told me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only Great. other thing I'll sometimes add to them, because they, you will find people will do this, is I'll, I'll say, please don't look at this as where you need to be passive during the conversation, where it's all about me telling you all about your animal. Um, it's very much a three-way conversation, so please be actively involved, as actively involved as I and your animal are. And you know, if there's some piece of information you feel that I, the animal communicator, don't have, please let me in so that I'm asking the correct questions from your side of the coin. Okay. 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 Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Questions or anything that's come up for you that you want to look at? <clears throat> um, no, no, just again, just building my confidence. <laughs> okay, good. Basically, I'm very pleased yeah. that you are continuing to practice. That's great. So we're at, you know, at training number nine of ten. So yeah. how do you feel as far as your skills at this point? Um, still hit or miss. Still okay. trying to um, feel the subtle difference between me and the animal. So, you know, still get nervous about that. Why, like I can, if I extend an answer, part of it could be right and then part of it's me, how I don't feel the difference okay. type of thing. You know what I mean? Yep, I do know what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, good. So you're right where the average student is, Andy. And you're right oh, where good. I was when I first started. Okay. You know, okay, it was good. over a year, maybe a year and a half before I could sense the subtle dif- uh, differences. And at that time that I started sensing them, no teacher had ever told me I'd eventually develop that sensitivity. And I didn't even know what that was other than, a, oh, aha, that feels right to me. That answer feels right. And that one doesn't. But I didn't at that time even have the cognitive understanding that, oh, it feels right because it's from the animal. And that one doesn't feel right because that's from myself. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so don't okay. worry about... Yeah, it'll just develop. It'll develop. But but good. 
So remember, okay. I want to remember, remind you, you're never going to feel comfortable doing this 100% of the time as a beginner. <laughs> and there's still moments in my life after having done this since 2005 where I'm not 100% confident in what I'm hearing or what I'm relaying. And you know what? I move forward and I say it anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah, in my last practice session that I did, I asked the animal, is that coming from you or coming from me the way you, you do? And I just said, well, I'm just, you know, after I got my response, I just said, well, I'm just going with it and she'll tell me yes or she'll tell me no, you know, the owner. So, I, yeah, it's just taken a leap of faith. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Blind faith. Okay. Yep. Yep, then they're done okay. there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well done. Good. All right. Okay. So I sent animals this morning. I've got four yeah. dishes here. Um, I really want to do the the role playing. Um, you've done really well in the role playing, and I think it's pretty valuable because you. I mean, these are real cases and real yeah. types of questions owners asked, and I want you to have that um, that variety. You know. Okay. So uh-huh. where do you want to begin? Oh, let's start with Lucy. I like behavior stuff, so I'd like to really get good at that. Okay, absolutely. So Lucy is a living female cockatiel, and she is on the mature side, so I forget exactly her age, probably 10 years old or so, been living Mm -hmm. with her person since she was probably about a year. She lives Mm. in the type of setup where she lives in in an apartment with her single older woman person, um, and they are in New York City, and she does not live in a cage. Now, the owner has multiple cockatiels, probably about six birds total in the family, uh, and some of them are parakeets, and they all have free reign of the apartment 24-7. So she doesn't lock her birds up ever. All right, so that's wow. the background. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So here's what the owner said to me. Lucy, I've spoken with this owner many times, but this time <laughs> she's <laughs> like, okay, I am frustrated with Lucy because Lucy is – She's getting on top of my, you know, flying on top of my furniture in my bedroom, and she's destroying my jewelry. She pulls it apart. She is also um, using her beak and destroying the inner woodwork of the apartment, pecking at it, picking at it. Um, She is also chasing me when I walk across the floor. I mean, it's not like she hurts me, but this is a new behavior as well. Um, She is also doing a lot of pacing in the house, and screaming, which I cannot stand, the owner says. She screams, you know, high-pitched, and I just can't take it. Now, the owner, just so you have background, um, has a lot of major health issues, and her mobility is limited. She's in a lot of pain a lot of times, and high-pitched noises is just one more thing that pushes the owner over the edge. Mm-hmm. Now, the owner loves her birds, um, and yet she came frustrated. She said, Danielle, we've got to find out what's going on because I can't live like this. So, okay. That's so was the owner? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, that's all I knew when I started connecting with Lucy, you know, regarding this. So, go. Well, the universe is already there. You don't have to tune into the universe. So, go okay. to the universe and just ask the question of what was going on with Lucy. I mean, that was the very general, open-ended question I started with Andy. So, the universe will guide you in one direction or another. So, see what you hear. I got that she's angry. Yes, this is correct. Now, what would be, if you were doing this on your own, what would be a next logical question? What is she angry at? 
Excellent. Get that her owner isn't giving her as much attention as she used to. Okay, there is some anger towards the owner, but it's not about attention okay. per se. Now, okay. let's stick to the owner thing, because part of her anger is about the owner. Okay, and what the owner's doing or not doing. So, ask her why is she angry at the owner. I'm not getting anything. Okay. So when you don't get anything, what would you do in that moment? Take some more breaths. Cool. And you can either re-ask the question. Um, rephrase, away, yeah. Yeah, or come back to it later. So what oh, do you okay. want to do? Okay. All right, let's go back to it. Okay, cool. Let's go ahead. The only thing that came in my head is that she's not cleaning up as well as she used to. Okay. So the cleaning up, not so much. I will tell you the owner is not doing something for this bird, but it's not about attention. Okay? Okay. So let's, for now, tuck that in the back of your head. We're going to come back around to it later. Okay. Now, I will tell you that of the other birds in the house, there is one who is her mate. The mate's name happens to be Andy, A-N-D-Y. <laughs> so go ahead and ask the universe, does any of this have anything to do with Andy? I'm getting in my way. I I got no. Okay. So the answer is yes. Mm. Okay. Figures. (laughs) That's okay. Okay. (laughs) Here's what I want you to do. Let's let's do this. I want you to take a deep breath and imagine that within the universe is a a duplicate so that we're not interrupting the real Lucy, but it's a duplicate of Lucy. And I want you to energetically merge with Lucy. And I want you to be with her as she gazes at her male cockatiel mate, Andy. And notice how she feels about him. What's her relationship like with him? Does she like him, dislike him, something else? Does she want to mate with him, not mate with him? Just what is coming up? What's coming up? I I get that he's preoccupied. Okay, good. With what? Oh, I wonder why I'm not getting anything. 
Are you mm. getting a hint of anything and you're just not feeling comfortable enough to say it out loud? No. Um, well, it, I guess maybe, yeah, I'm analyzing maybe that he's, because, right, I'm, I'm analyzing that his attention is going to someone else. Okay. So ask the universe how Andy feels about Lucy. Let go of everything you've heard before, because remember, every question is independent of every other. Right. Like it doesn't feel as close to her. Okay. So, hmm, hmm. let me. So we're we're off track here. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. You know this is going to happen in real life. So you know. I know. Things happen, and owners say, "No, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense." Then you've got to okay. be able to troubleshoot. And how do you troubleshoot yourself? Well, let's do this. I want you to take a step back from the entire situation. Take a deep breath and relax. I want you to relax your eyes, your brain, your chest and your heart. Really relax your lungs. Let just everything be droopy in a good feeling, relaxed kind of way. It doesn't matter really what Lucy says or what she doesn't say. Our job is just to translate or to listen doesn't matter, you know, whether we get to the heart of the issue. Our job is just to perceive and be aware of whatever we can perceive and be aware of. So from that relaxed perspective, you know, you go back to the universe and the situation with Lucy. Let's go back to what you got right on. Lucy is angry. I want you to tell me more about what other emotions besides anger is she feeling. got depressed. Okay. Okay. And what else? Especially when she's... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I got frustrated. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that's what I was going to... Yes, I was going to say. Good. Frustrated. Excellent. Uh So now, let's break things down. What is her emotional state like when she is chasing her person's heels? And flustered, like okay. anxious. Okay. Is there any frustration or anger in that too? Um, frustration. Yes, that's accurate. Good. Now look at Lucy's emotional state when she's pecking at the woodwork in the apartment. I got frustration there also. Very good. Okay, good. So ask the universe, okay, so she's got frustration. She's packing up the woodwork. What's the link between the two? In other words, why is she going after woodwork with frustration?
um, what's the word? Um, it's a way to relieve it. Yes, accurate, very good. So why is she purposely seeking out and destroying her person's jewelry? To get her attention on the situation. Very good, very accurate. Okay, now ask the universe, what does Lucy want her person to know? I mean, why is she seeking the attention? What does she want the person to get? And she wants her to help her work through this, work it out. Correct. Okay. Now, is that happening? Was that happening to date at the time the woman called? No. Correct. Right. Lucy's frustrated. She wants her person's attention because she thinks her person's not getting it. I need help, is what Lucy was saying. And she wasn't getting the help she was seeking from the owner. Very frustrated. Okay. Now, way back in the beginning, you had said something like the owner wasn't giving her enough attention. Okay. So that's not exactly head-on, but do you see how what you perceive there may have been partially correct now that you know the... Oh, the rest of it, yes, yes. Okay, good. So that's going to happen. You're going to receive bits of information where the owner can't necessarily place it, but later on, you'll at the AC or be like, as you start to discover things from the end, where you'll be like, aha, now I understand why I got that in the beginning. Okay. And it doesn't mean that you need to represent that to the owner. It's just for your own. Here's the thing. It's not our job as ACers to convince anyone. You know, uh-huh. when people say, <laughs> I had a gal question me the uh, two weeks ago. I found it very amusing. She's like, what, what's the age of my newly adopted dog? I said, he's telling me he's older than people think. He's about three years old. She started um, questioning. She's like, she says, well, the vet thinks he's about one and a half, and the shelter told me he's one. And I said, okay, well, we asked him, and that's what I got. And she's like, are you ever wrong on these things? And I did. I I laughed internally. And I said to her, I said, you know, it's not an exact science. I can only tell you what it is that I'm hearing from him. And she was like, okay, okay. You know, meanwhile, everything else in the whole conversation was very accurate, and she could pick it. And yet, you know, she was very bold, in in my opinion, because you don't get that too often. But, hey, Uh you just go with it. And, you know, yeah. if ultimately she wants to believe her dog is a year and a half versus three, cool. <laughs> That's fine with me. That's fine with the dog. <laughs> so, in other words, don't get uptight or upset okay. when owners question your what you get. Uh, okay. You know what you know. You heard what you heard. You did what the owner asked you to do, which okay. was ask my animal. And you heard and you relayed. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's good to know. Because yeah. I'll take it personally. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I used to too. Yeah. yeah. You get past that. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So back okay. to Lucy. So very okay. good. So now Lucy's mate. Lucy's mate loves her. Look at her angle of love towards him. Does she love him? or something else. Maybe she does, maybe she doesn't, but take a look. I see, yes, but I don't know if that's me. Okay. 
Now, try this. I want you to imagine that you've got a TV screen in front of you and you've got the, the screen half split. On the left side is your sensing of the degree of in-depth love that Andy has for Lucy. And on the other side, you're doing the opposite, the degree of in-depth love Lucy has for Andy. You're doing a comparison here. Oh, well, it's not as much. Okay, uh, who, who's not as much? Uh, Lucy isn't Very as good. much as Andy. That is so true. Okay, good. <laughs> so um, what other feelings does Lucy have besides love for Andy? What else is in there? Why is it that some are so much harder than, uh, to do than others? This is Well, I, I, I'm wondering if you're expecting the animal, in this case Lucy, to be bright and beautiful and cheery and to be full of wisdom and all the good things in life. <clears throat> and it could be preconceived ideas about birds. I mean, yeah. Because he said they've been together a while. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they've been together so a while, but you know what? There's humans that have been together to, for a while, and they've got all degrees of different amounts of love for each other or lack thereof, right? Uh-huh, okay. It happens in the animal world, too. Oh, okay. So imagine you know nothing about Lucy. What okay. other emotional feelings besides love does she have for Andy? I got annoyed. Yes. Yes, now no. we're on the right track. <laughs> now, by chance, Andy, were you getting annoyed at any other part along the way and you just didn't say it? Um, maybe earlier. And, and then my preconceived idea came in is that, you know, I thought birds are for life type of thing. So, yeah, but why not? People uh, stay together for life and they're henpecked and, and all that stuff. Exactly, uh, exactly. And where yeah. do you think the word henpecked came from? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, yeah, you've you got to um, let go of your beliefs and ideas yeah. about species. Yeah. Okay, yeah. because that will get in your way of receiving accurate information. Go in pretending you know absolutely nothing, and you'll get it all. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So yes, she has a great deal of annoyance for her mate. Sometimes she's got more annoyance than love for him. Okay. Now back to the situation where the owner described all these things she was seeing the bird do. Go back to the universe and ask. How how was Lucy feeling overall regarding her mate as it relates to the symptoms, you know, the pecking of the wood, the chasing of the, the angles, etc., that the owner described? Is it part of the picture? I got yes. Yes. What percentage of the picture? Ask the universe. At about 75%. Excellent. I get 80%. So you are right on. Well done. (laughs) Good. Okay. So ask the universe, what was he, what was Andy doing that she wasn't liking? I got two things, annoying her and waking her up. Okay, 
Good. So annoying her in what way? Wanting, just wanting more attention. Okay, good. Which, no. if we were standing there looking at these birds, what would that look like? Ask the universe. Um, well, I guess he wanted a mate is what I saw. Yes, is correct to that. What else was he doing day in and day out that was driving her bananas? <laughs> well, I see his, him trying to rub his head up and down her chest. Okay, good. Now ask the universe, what does this image mean? Oh, seeking more affection from her. Yes, yes. Ask the universe, was he getting what he wanted wanted from her, getting the affection? No. Correct. So how did he, he Andy, handle it? So I'm sorry, what was that? How did he handle it? So how did he oh. handle the fact that he was getting, wasn't getting from her what he wanted? It's continually annoying her. Uh-huh. He was trying harder. Yeah, he was trying harder, yes. Well done. Good. So there's one key thing behavior-wise. Yes, he was trying to mate. Yes, he was trying to rub his you know, body on hers, and all this is accurate. As she was running away or walking away from him, now he, had, he, he has an old injury, so he can't fly. She can fly. He can't fly, though. But as she's walking away on the floor, what was annoying or challenging about that related to Andy? What was he doing? Yelling at her? Yes, he was sometimes calling after her. Yes, good. Now, when she was trying to walk away, would he respect that and let her go? Oh, no. He he doesn't. So what did he do? How did he handle that? He, He chases her. Yes. How does this make her feel emotionally? (laughs) Set up. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Now, I want you to, despite what we talked about before, with the blank mind, go back to (laughs) re-ask this question we got information on before just to see if there's any new information. So ask, and why was Lucy upset uh, regarding the owner not helping? The owner wasn't paying attention to what Andy was doing. Very good. Good. And the owner was, in the bird's mind, letting him get away with it. Yeah. Now, if you had Lucy here during that conversation, you might want to ask, well, Lucy, can't you just hide from him? So pose that question to the universe. I got no, she doesn't want to have to. Okay, good, good. So what does she want, ask the universe? She 
she wants him to stop. Correct. Now, does she want him to totally disappear from the house, or does she just want him to stop the behavior, or something in between, maybe? I got stop the behavior, but you know something in between, not totally ignore her. Okay, yeah, she she she'd be content with him stopping, you know, something in between. She'd also be yeah. kind of fine with if he totally disappeared from the house too. That's how fed wow. up she was in that in that <laughs> moment. Mm-hmm. Good. Huh. Now, feel or sense or ask the universe directly. What is Lucy's personality like? Describe to me her personality. She's bold. She's out, out, outspoken. Yes. Bold. Yes. Huh. But at the same time, she's introverted. She's. Huh. No, that's probably me. Okay. No, I want you to stick with that for a minute. Okay. There may be oh, okay. truth underneath that. Asking okay. me, what do you, what does introverted mean in this case? That she likes her alone time. Yes, independent. Okay. Yeah, independent. There you yes. go. Yeah. So if you were having a conversation right now with the owner, the and you started describing Lucy's personality, and you said introvert, the owner might say, "Oh no, she's extremely outgoing. She's not an introvert." Yeah. You know, on yeah. your own time later, you could go back to the universe and be like, hey, why did I get introvert? And then you'll see the truth underneath. Oh, it was kind of like, this bird kind of has her own mind. She is strong-willed. She is independent. She is bold. She is fiery. <laughs> she, yeah. You know, yeah. this is not a pushover yeah. bird. So it's not so much introvert, but you're right. She needs her alone time or she'll go yeah. crazy. Okay? Yeah. Good. Thank God she's not a human, huh? <laughs> we all know those. Yeah. All right, cool. cool. So I once we figured out the problem, then, you know, I went to the bird and I said, well, what do you want? Same questions I had you ask. She wanted just him to stop. She wanted him to go away, you know, fly out the window, don't come back. You know, of course, which, you know, the owner was not willing to rehome Andy. So we talked about different things. So basically that's where you, the turning point, you know what's going on. You know where the bird stands and what the bird wants. You know where the owner stands and what she wants. You know, the screaming has got to stop, all those little things. Now, I did speak with Andy a little bit, but Uh I want you to take a look at the energy of how open or not or in between Andy was to me talking with him about stopping his behavior. Right. And I got that he wasn't. Correct. Why not? Huh. The, uh, boy, I, I'm getting my way. Um, I heard that's because it's that's the love of his life. Yes, exactly. He's the star-struck lover. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Now, I want you to get a sense of were hormones part of, you know, his angle? Were hormones part of the picture? Yes. Yeah, it was. And I had yeah. to explain that to the owner, so she <laughs> You know, she's like, can't you just tell Andy to stop, and then every, all this will go away, because her behavior will change if he stops. And I was like, okay, Andy isn't really willing to stop. I sense that he's very, you know, he's starstruck lover. He's in that mode of pursue, pursue, want to mate, want to, you know, be close to my love. And he's just in a different headspace where he can't get out of it. He's a bit locked in right now. And part of that owner is because it's hormones driving it. If he was out in the natural world, Lucy would be able to fly away some distance, get lost amongst the trees, and, you know, she'd get her alone time that she needs and come back to him if and when she wanted. But in an apartment, you see, there's a big difference. The environment Mm -hmm. disallows that natural escape that she's seeking. Uh So sometimes you have to educate the owner on the problem because they only see from their perspective. You have to invite them to see from the other side of the coin, the animal side, because that's where the owner develops compassion and patience, and they're willing to kind of let their own anger kind of, they step away from it more because now they're like, oh, yeah, that would annoy the heck out of me too. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But but you but what still has to happen with the situation though? How do you help out? Um, yeah. Um, Lucy, though. So I asked Lucy during the conversation what she wanted. I heard that, and right. you know, I said to the owner, when I ask her ideas on how this can happen, aside from me rehoming him, which is her first choice, um, she's saying things like rearrange the furniture in the house. So that I, Lucy, since she's very smart, and according to her, uh, Andy is not so quick-witted to quit so smart, <laughs> that she can kind of get lost amongst the newly changed furniture. Since he has to do everything by walking on the ground to pursue her, and she can at least do uh. a little bit of flying, even though she's kind of heavy these days and doesn't fly too much, she can more uh-huh. easily escape into the jungle of newly arranged furniture. Uh-huh. Okay. Also, okay. what came up was uh, ideas from the universe, which included, you know, creating little boxes for her to hide in, many little, you know how people take cardboard boxes, cut a hole for the yeah. cat, turn it upside down. Yeah. She do the same thing, little boxes for the birds so that she can hide and he can't see her. Because honestly, if, he's, if she's out of sight, he'll still pursue and look for her. But uh-huh. it's like she can at least, you know, kind of hang out there until she ready, right. ready to come out. Also, I said to the owner, create something as simple as a a space that she can fly to that's high enough off the ground where he can't climb it, but he can still see her, which gives him the closeness he's desiring, and yet she can be like, okay, you can't get me. Now, the other thing is, these two, when they are mating and producing non-viable eggs, the two of them live in the closet. Okay, and I said to her, why don't you put Andy in the closet during a certain period, you know, set your alarm, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day, a few times a day, and let Lucy have the run of the place, or vice versa, just so they can have alone time from each other. And the owner was resistant. She's like, no, I won't do that. One, I think it's mean. Um, And two, I'm afraid that Andy will scream at the other side of the door because he has in the past if Lucy's in the the closet. So sometimes you'll present ideas, and the owner's like, I won't do that. So right. yeah, let right. it go when you see what else is possible. I, go, I went to the universe a lot for suggestions because I'm not a bird owner. I don't right. have a lot of knowledge in that area. Um, there is a Animal Spirit Network. You'd have to Google for it. I don't know their website. But Animal Spirit uh-huh. Network is a website of a whole bunch of online 
downloadable uh, tele teleclasses, and they've got some nice ones on species, you know, birds. Here's all about birds. Here's all about horses. You know, all about oh, reptiles. You know, basically the animals that people don't know too much of, and yet they're an ACR and they want to know. All these right. classes are geared from the air animal communicator perspective. Oh, good. Okay. So that might be worthwhile. Okay. Because, yeah, my question would have been, well, then now we create a behavior problem maybe in Andy or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the owner did do these suggestions, and she, she wrote to me and said it has improved the situation, not solved it, but it's improved. Um, oh, you know, So that was good. Part of the situation also, um, you know, is tied to the owner's, health and the owner's perspectives about life. Our animals are often, too, to a degree, a reflection of, of us and our beliefs uh -huh. and ideas. And uh, the owner is a very interesting woman, um, sweetheart of a lady, big heart, um, but doesn't always do what she needs to do for herself to keep herself in balance. Uh -huh. So that's showing up in her outer world, which in this case is her animal family. <coughs> okay. Okay. Interesting, right. yeah. So yeah. let's go ahead and thank the universe for helping with Lucy. Oh. Okay. Thank you so much. That was an exhausting one. <laughs> yeah, oh. and that's because your resistance was rearing its ugly yeah. head here and there. And, and you know wow. that what's exhausting is you dealing with your own resistance. And that's okay. Yeah. And part yeah. of the course. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Yeah. No, I recognize that. <laughs> cool. Wow. All right. Who do you want to work with next? Well, let's do Aldo, just so I get used to deceased. Okay. So, yep, Aldo passed away probably about three years ago, long-time client of mine. And at the time, he was pro when, the, when the health conditions started happening, he was probably around five. Okay, he died around seven. So around the age of five, the owner comes to me, brand-new client. She's like, listen, I have this has always been healthy for me dog that I've had since a puppy. And all of a sudden now, I notice he'll be out in the grass, walking, trotting, running, and all of a sudden, at a surprise to him, his hind legs will go out from underneath him. They'll buckle and he'll fall. And he looks at me and so, or looks at his own legs in such a way that he's like, whoa, I didn't expect that. What's going on? That's all I had to go on. So okay. I had gone so to go to the universe. What's up? Okay. Okay, so like in terms of um, a golden, I would assume golden retriever. So golden ruling retriever. out the hip pleasure and all that kind of stuff in those dogs and everything okay. has nothing so to do with cool. it. So at the time, the owner had not gone to a veterinarian, of course, which I urged her to do. She had a vet appointment lined up but hadn't seen the vet oh. yet. So okay. with stuff like that, yeah, I'll lightly keep in the back of my mind certain, you know, breed predispositions, but I don't hold on to it very tight because I've discovered animals okay. are so unique. And when you have a breed okay. mix, generally yeah. you don't tend to find too much hip issues. It's with the purebred okay. of certain breeds you do. So that okay. may or may not be the issue. Keep it light in the back of your mind, but go to the universe and ask, why was this dog fall falling in the hind end? I know what my block is. It just came to me. I, I feel like these health issues, some of these things are going to be harder 
then, you know, my little questions of, you know, what do you like to eat and what do you like to play? You know what I mean? It's more involved. And okay. And I'm I get I'm a and I my fear comes up. That's what it is. Okay. So let me put it so. to you this way. When you ask those little questions of the animals, they always have their answers, right? Yeah. Well, when you ask a question like this, a health issue to the universe, does the does the universe know the answer? Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in reality, your job as listener is no more challenging whether you're asking what you've defined as a little question or you've defined as a big question because the answer is already there. If it's not with the animal, then you can just go to the universe because it's definitely there. Right. Of course. So what if it's not really hard or more complicated or challenging? Okay. okay. So go in from that perspective. It's not really. Your job is just to listen and get whatever you get. Don't worry about how much you get or if we even, and our job isn't to diagnose, right? So let that take pressure off you too. That's diagnosed. Okay. We're just okay. answering the owner's question. What's going on to the best of our knowledge? Okay. I got that the muscles weakened. Were weak. Yes. Well done. What muscles? The owner then asks. Um, the thigh leg muscles in the back. Okay, well done. And anything else you can get from the universe now on what's going on? I got a spot, um, some spinal, spine stuff. Oh, well done, absolutely. And the owner says to you, spine, huh, I'm not seeing anything going on with the spine. He's not been diagnosed with anything up to this point in his life. Where? In the spine, what? Because the spine is pretty long, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, towards the back, like the beginning of the rump area, type. Okay, well done. That's accurate. Now, the owner asks you, "Is he in pain when his legs buckle under him?" I got no. Okay, good. So in the beginning, no was the correct answer. By the time this dog passed away or was euthanized, yes was the answer. Okay, yeah, but in sure. the beginning, you're correct. No, right on. All right. So it, pretend the owner asks, well, why does my dog think he's got weakness in his legs and this issue with the spine? What's, what is it, why does he think it's happening? He had an old injury? Yes. Okay, good. Now, the owner would say to you at that point, I'm not aware of any injury. Can you tell me more about it? I got when he was running sometime, he twisted his back. Good. Yes, yes, yes. Good. Oh, wow. <laughs> so what kind of damage did that do, the owner asks. A stiffness. 
Okay, good. There was there was originally stiffness, yes, after the acuteness of the injury happening. Well done. Good. Um, I want you, Andy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to direct you now a little bit. Okay. Because of time, basically. I want you to look at the spinal cord around the length of um, the midsection of the back. Yes, there is an uh-huh. issue in the spinal cord towards, you know, in front of the hips region. That's true. You got that already. But I want you to look in the middle of the back. What is standing out to you regarding what's off or different about the midsection of the spinal cord? Um, it's Well, first I got a disc problem, and then I see like his back um, caves in a little. I, I don't know how to explain it. Okay, um, okay. Just has that curve, curvature. Yes, yes. Okay, good. So ultimately this dog didn't have a disc problem. But if that's what you sense during a session, you can say, uh-huh. well, you know, I'm getting a disc problem, but I'm also getting, I'm seeing a curvature of the back. So let me explore uh-huh. more, owner. That basically tells the owner you're not done exploring, okay, and uh-huh. invites them to be quiet. <laughs> so they don't <laughs> invite you off to another tangent or strain of thinking. So I want yeah. you to imagine you have microscopic ability to look at the sheath, which is the outer lining of the spinal cord itself. Think of the spinal cord, Andy, as being like a tube or a cable, like a, a cable for running cable for TVs, uh-huh. okay, uh-huh. with a bunch of little nerves that run in the center. Tell me about the sheath. I see that it's torn. Yes, good. Now, imagine taking yourself to the Mm. time of it being initially torn. You're looking at that tear. Now, imagine you're watching in time-lapsed forward, you know, days are passing. Tell me about that tear. What's happening There's nerve damage, so he's losing some feeling. Correct. Good. Now, I will tell you, something from outside of his body got into that little tear. So watch or ask for information and see what you get. Oh, and I did get that before, like an infection. Yes, good. There was infection there acutely, yes, right after it. Good. And you're right all about nerve damage. This is very correct. Good. Now, ask the universe, what got into his body through the tear? And tell me, you know, whatever it is that you get. I'm getting in my way. I I just saw dirt. No, that's not right. It wasn't dirt. That's okay. I want you to go back or, you know, independent of any other question, re-ask. What got in, universe, that wasn't supposed to get in? I got insect. Well, I think that's me. I'm right? Yes, a parasite got in. A parasite, of course. Yeah, that's the word. Good. Okay. Now, 
I want you to look at one of those multiple parasites that got in and tell me, once it got in through the opening, the tear of the spinal cord, where did it go? What did it do? And all you need to do is just observe it. It made its way towards the rear. Okay. Some of them, yes. Some also went the other direction. Oh, yeah, towards his brain. Yes. Now, what did they do once they were in the brain? I got multiplying, but I don't, I'm not sure. Yes, yes, okay. So they're starting to multiply. Good. So as these parasites are moving around the tissue of the brain, how is that affecting the brain? Watch and see. Because it's slowing down his motor control. Correct. Good. And as some of these parasites bump into the nerves of the brain, what effect does that have on his body at times? Uh, I got weakens, but I I don't know if that's me. Okay, weakens is one. So go back and say what else. Uh, I got numbing, but I I figured that's me. No? Okay. Yes? So I want you to refrain from saying it's me. Because if you were on a call with a client, you don't want to think about it. If if you were the the person, you know, having a even free session, I'm a beginner, and I say, well, I'm getting that it creates numbing, but that might be just me. And I'm getting that it creates weakness, but you know, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't do that with a client. <laughs> okay, well, I don't want you to do it with me either, because I want you to. I want it to be like a real practice. <laughs> oh, okay. So cool. Okay, so weakness and yes, it would create intermittent numbing here and there in different body parts. Well done. Now, watch one of those parasites closely. What else would it do? It bumps up into a nerve, and how does his body respond? Causes twitching. Yes, uncontrolled movements such as twitching yeah. or on knocking out of the back hind legs. Yeah. Okay. Now, how does his brain feel about having those parasites there? He's unaware that they're there. Okay. The dog, to a degree, was unaware uh-huh. that they were there. Uh-huh. I want you to get the brain's perspective. Okay, here's the thing. Bodies have consciousness. You can talk to uh-huh. a knee, to an eyeball, right. to an ear, right. to a heart. Right. So I want you to, you know, you're still asking the universe, but ask the brain through the universe, how did you handle these parasites?
he shut off the feeling in that part of his brain. Okay, 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 that's good. Okay, and part of the reason why that was happening was because what were these worms or parasites doing to that section of the brain? It was it it was itching. It was um he was getting sensations that okay. were irritating him. Yes, indeed. Good. Yes, he could feel them crawling around. Yeah. Okay, good. Now uh, these parasites were also emitting something from their body. Take a look at that. What do you get? <laughs> like larva. Like, um, okay, yeah, they're multiplying, yeah. so babies, yeah. babies galore. Yeah, 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 they're dropping eggs. Okay, good, 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 yeah. good. And there's some <laughs> chemical. I want you to look at the chemical that's being produced by every little parasite body. And what does this chemical do to the brain tissue? Oh, it destroys it. Yes. Very good. So these parasites were feeding on the brain to a degree, destroying it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, which was having an after effect in the physical body. Okay, good job. So what I did once I discovered all that myself is I gave it to the owner and I said, I've never gotten any of this before um, on parasites going to the brain. I know it does happen, Um, but... I can only give you this information, have you take it to your vet. So she did. And the vet happened to know another vet who was one of the head parasitology people at Cornell University, which is a veterinary teaching hospital in upstate New York. And uh, the vet read the notes of everything that I was perceived and said, oh, I know exactly what this parasite is. <laughs> because based on Oh, wow. And he said, this dog has a parasite that, you know, yours is commonly found in horses. Okay. Oh. Now, they ended up treating him for EPM, which equines something. It's basically oh. a parasite that usually goes to horse brains, and it can kill horses if it's not treated. So there was no way for anybody to diagnose this directly. They just went on, you know, symptoms, and yeah, everything matched. You know, he was doing what horses do when they have the same condition. They ended up treating him with the same dewormer that they treat horses with, and it killed all the worms. So wow. he missed another two and a half, three years. His body was badly damaged. You know, yeah. the things could not, even though they were dead and not multiplying anymore, obviously. Uh, it's not like you could undo some of the damage right. on the body. And so his right. age accelerated very quickly, and they ended up having to use it. But he lived, you know, two and a half, three more years with a wow. lot of healthy and supportive care. So this leads me into another question about vets and people taking information back to their vets about their belief systems. I mean, you know, what, what did she say? My, my AC person said blah, blah, blah. You know, do, do yeah. some of them um, trust that or do some scoff <laughs> it off? Yeah. So, um, yeah, some vets don't buy into that. Some owners are even yeah. skeptical of what you're getting, right? You know, it sounds so crazy. So what yeah. I tell people is, you know, I'm getting this all, all this information on your animal. I'm not a vet. I can't diagnose, treat, prescribe, nor can your animal. Right. With that right. said, why don't you take this information to your hopefully open-minded veterinarian, relay it to them. <laughs> 
Now, I've had some owners say, I can't say that to my veterinarian. And I'll tell them, listen, here's the thing. It sounds to me like you're kind of like at your wit's end, and you and your vet have run out of ideas on what's going on. So you could say to your vet, I don't know if you believe in animal communication or not, but here is what came through. I said to, and I, I would say to the owner, you know, this will probably get your vet's wheels turning. Now, he may be totally scoffing at AC work, which is fine, but from the vet perspective, his science-oriented brain is going to probably take into account what was said, and he's going to be play mm. with, playing with new ideas. He may be able to do new okay. testing or new treatments. That's how okay. I handle it with the owners. Ultimately, it's up to them. Now, this particular right. owner was used to alternative vets, so... They oh, nice. Open-minded in the first place. Right. Okay. Great. That's great. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting um, information together just on Reiki and energy healing for my vet. At least he's open, even though he's not holistic or anything, but okay. he's willing to listen to it. So, which is kind of nice because I I think that he thinks I'm crazy with all those work that I do. So that's mm-hmm. a good way to approach it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Exactly. And not only that, you're hiring them, so they will not embarrass you or say, I don't believe that in front of you. I know I've worked with vets. They don't want to diss their clients. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they may not yeah. believe you behind, their, behind your back, but that's fine. You know, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll go to New- when I moved out here to Colorado, I had to bring one of my cats to the vet very quickly. Um, and, you know, I said, hey, I don't know if you believe in animal communication, but here's the work I do full time. Here's what I've gotten from the animal. So if we can kind of keep that in the back of our minds as we're trying to figure out what's going on, that'd be great. And uh, okay. lo and behold, that <laughs> I still use that cat only vet. She's great, and one of my friends uses her. And she's like Danielle, you know, she knows who you are. She knows what you do, and she's told me I don't understand how she knows what she knows, and I really don't buy into animal communication. But there are things that she says that I can't dispute. You know, <laughs> so great. Whatever. I don't uh, worry about too much. I just yeah. relay. I leave it up to the owner to do with the information that which they want. But yeah. what you don't want to get into Andy is ever doing. Your pet has this. Your pet has a parasite. In its right. Brain. Okay. Right. You're just describing. To me, it looks like, feels like a parasite. I get the word parasite. Now, owner, it may or may not ultimately end up being that, but that's how I'm perceiving it. Okay. okay. Because okay. you don't want to get sued. Okay? Right. <laughs> right. <Don't>. Okay. <laughs> okay. All, All right. Good. good. How do you feel? Great. <laughs> All right. Really great. Well. Have a good week. I'll speak to you next week. All right. Sounds good, right. Andy. You take Thanks care. so much. All right. Bye-bye.